Good afternoon, this is Caleb Arend with the Walk with God podcast and YouTube channel. Today we're going to be reading from Psalm 119, the first 16 verses. Then we're going to read from 2 Samuel chapter 2 through chapter 3. We're going to read from Proverbs chapter 15, verses 29 through 30, and John chapter 13, the first 30 verses of that chapter. Let's open with a word of prayer first. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for your word that we can use, that we can read, that we can study to know you better and to grow according to your will. Lord, I pray that you would give me your words to speak. Please open our hearts, our ears, our minds to receive your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, your truth from your word. Help us, I pray, to apply it to our lives. Please convict our hearts where we have any sin that we're regarding in our hearts, but open our minds and our hearts to receive the glorious things that you want us to know, that you want us to do and to apply in our lives. Encourage us, I I pray. Uplift us, Lord, I pray from your holy word. I pray for comfort for the Lacombe family. I pray for peace, and I pray for healing for the McConkie family fighting cancer. And for the Napu'unoa fighting cancer, the Blevins family fighting cancer, and uh, Scarlet, and, and all those, Lord, that are fighting either this cancer or fighting this virus or fighting for their health. And I pray that you would heal them. I pray that you would heal our land, that you would turn the hearts of the people, Lord, to study your word, to grow according to your word and your knowledge and wisdom. Let your holy will be done in our lives, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Psalm 119, the longest psalm in the Bible, is an alphabetical psalm according to the uh, the Hebrew alphabet, and it starts out with Aleph. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. O forsake me not utterly. Verse 9 starts the Hebrew letter Beth. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts, and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes, I will not forget thy word. And what an amazing testimony that is for that psalm. Verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. When, friend, are you delighting yourself in the very word, the law, the statutes, the testimonies, the prophecies of the Lord God? We should delight ourselves. We are. We have an amazing blessing and a promise of blessing if we follow his ways, if we study, especially uh, like the future prophecies, if we study the book of Revelation, there's a promise of a blessing uh, written right into the book of Revelation for those who study that book. I and I will not forget thy word. We should try to memorize scripture, write it upon our heart and our mind. That way we will not forget it. That way we can recite it and rehearse it and remember it without even having to look it up. And then we can apply it to our lives whenever we have need of it. 
Now let's turn to the book of 2 Samuel. We're going to read from chapter 2 through chapter 3 today, starting in verse 12, where we left off. And Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went out from Mahanaim to Gibeon. And Joab, the son of Zeruiah, and the servants of David went out and met together by the pool of Gibeon. And they sat down, the one on the one side of the pool, and the other on the other side of the pool. And Abner said to Joab, let the young men now arise and play before us. And Joab said, Let them arise. Then there arose and went over by number twelve of Benjamin, which pertaineth to Ishbosheth the son of Saul, and twelve of the servants of David. And they caught every one his fellow by the head, and thrust his sword into his fellow's side. So they fell down together. Wherefore that place was called Helkath Hazurim, which is in Gibeon. And there was a very sore battle that day, and Abner was beaten, and the men of Israel before the servants of David. And there were three sons of Zeruiah there, Joab, and Abishai, and Asahel. And Asahel was uh, as light of foot as a wild roe. And Asahel pursued after Abner, and in going he turned not to the right hand nor to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Art thou Asahel? And he answered, I am. And Abner said to him, Turn thee aside to the right hand, or to the left, and lay thee hold on one of the young men, and take thee his armor. But Asahel would not turn aside from following him. And Abner said again to Asahel, Turn thee aside from following me. Wherefore should I smite thee to the ground? How then should I hold up my face to Joab thy brother? Howbeit he refused to turn aside. Wherefore Abner, with the hinder end of the spear, smote him under the fifth rib, that the spear came out behind him, and he fell down there, and died in the same place. And it came to pass that as many as came to the place where Asahel fell down and died stood still. Joab also and Abishai pursued after Abner, and the sun went down when they were come to the hill of Ammah that lieth before Gaia by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. And the children of Benjamin gathered themselves together after Abner, and became one troop, and stood on the top of an hill. Then Abner called to Joab, and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Knowest thou not that it will be bitterness in the latter end? How long shall it be then, ere thou bid the people return from following their brethren? And Joab said, As God liveth, unless thou had spoken, surely then in the morning the people had gone up every one from following his brother. So Joab blew a trumpet, and all the people stood still, and pursued after Israel no more, neither fought they any more. And Abner and his men walked all night, all that night through the plain, and passed over Jordan, and went through all Bithron, and they came to Mahanaim. And Joab returned from following Abner. And when he had gathered all the people together, there lacked of David's servants nineteen men and Asahel. But the servants of David had smitten of Benjamin and of Abner's men, so that three hundred and threescore men died. And they took up Asahel and buried him in the sepulchre of his father, which was in Bethlehem. And Joab and his men went all night, and they came to Hebron at break of day. Chapter 3. Now there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. And unto David were sons born in Hebron, and his firstborn was Amnon of Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and his second Kiliab of Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite, and the third Absalom the son of Maacah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur, and the fourth Adonijah the son of Haggith, and the fifth Shephatiah the son of Abital, and the sixth Ithriam of Eglah, David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. 
And it came to pass, while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. And Saul had a concubine, whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Wherefore hast thou gone in unto my father's concubine? Then was Abner very wroth for the words of Ishbosheth, and said, Am I a dog's head, which against Judah do show kindness this day unto the house of Saul thy father, to his brethren and to his friends, and have not delivered thee into the hand of David, that thou chargest me today with a fault concerning this woman? So do God to Abner and more also, except, as the Lord hath sworn to David, even so I do to him, to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul, and to set up the throne of David over Israel, and over Judah, from Dan even to Beersheba. And he could not answer Abner a word again, because he feared him. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf, saying, Whose is the land? Saying also, Make thy league with me, and behold, my hand shall be with thee, to bring about all Israel unto thee. And he said, Well, I will make a league with thee, but one thing I require of thee, that is, thou shalt not see my face, except thou first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife, Michael, which I espoused to me for an hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, even from Faltiel, the son of Laish. And her, hus her husband went with her, along weeping behind her to Baharim. Then said Abner unto him, Go, return. And he returned. And Abner had communication with the elders of Israel, saying, Ye sought for David's and David in times past to be king over you. Now then do it, for the Lord hath spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David I will save my people, Israel, out of the hand of the Philistines, and out of the hand of all their enemies. And Abner also spake in the ears of Benjamin. And Abner went also to speak in the ears of David in Hebron all that seemed good to Israel, and that seemed good to the whole house of Benjamin. So Abner came to David to Hebron, and twenty men with him. And David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast. And Abner said unto David, I will arise and go, and will gather all Israel unto my lord the king, that they may make a league with thee, and that thou mayest reign over all that thine heart desireth. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. And behold, the servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop, and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace. When Joab and all the host that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he hath sent him away, and he is gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king, and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away, and he is quite gone? Thou knowest, Abner the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know all that thou doest. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah, but David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly, and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died for the blood of Asahel his brother. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner the son of Ner.
Let it rest on the head of Joab and on all his father's house, and let there not fail from the house of Joab one that hath an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on a staff, or that falleth on the sword, or that lacketh bread. So Joab and Abishai his brother slew Abner, because he had slain their brother Asahel at Gibeon in the battle. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, Rend your clothes, and gird you with sackcloth, and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the bier. And they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice, and wept at the grave of Abner. And all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner, and said, Died Abner as a fool dieth? Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. And when all the people came to cause David to eat meat, while it was yet day, David sware, saying, So do God to me, and more also, if I taste bread, or aught else, till the sun be down. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, as whatsoever the king did pleased all the people. For all the people and all Israel understood that day, that it was not of the king to slay Abner the son of Ner. And the king said unto his servants, Know ye not that there is a prince and a great man fallen this day in Israel? And I am this day weak, though anointed king, and these men, the sons of Zeruiah, be too hard for me. The Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. In chapter 2 of Second Samuel, we see that Joab and Abner had taken some of their men, and they all went to Mount Gibeon. And there they had some of their men arise before them and battle before one another. And some of them struck down, the men of Judah, the men of David, struck down the men of Gibeon, the men of Mahanaim, the men of Ishbosheth and Abner, and then a great battle now commences, and they're fighting against one another. Now this is not all of the armies and all of the men of Israel against all of the men of Judah. This is most of the men of Judah against some of the men that were under Abner and under Ishbosheth, and they were fighting there in Gibeon. Very sore was the battle, it said, that day, and Abner was beaten and the men of Israel before the servants of David. And so David and his uh, David's men, Joab and his men, are prevailing against Abner and against Israel, and they uh, there died three hundred and threescore men, it says. So three hundred and sixty men of Israel died, while only nineteen of David's men died, and Asahel. And Asahel is pursuing after Abner, the leader of the armies of Israel. And he is light of foot, faster than Abner, and pursuing after him. No matter where Abner was running, Asahel was right there behind him. And so Abner tries to say unto him and try to get him to leave and to go after some of the other or the younger men and to take their armor. Uh, but Asahel will not uh, leave off pursuing Abner. He only wants to go after the head of the armies of Israel. And so Abner tries to say him again, why should I uh, smite thee? Why should I kill thee? I would not be able to look your brother Joab in the face then. And so Asahel still does not stop pursuing. And so Joab thrusts his spear behind him, which had possibly a pointed end on the backside, even the bottom side of the spear, and thrust it through Asahel as he was getting close to him. And it came out from the front of his uh, abdomen out through the back as well, under the fifth rib, it says. 
Then, as all of the rest of the men are pursuing after Abner and pursuing after Israel, and they come to Asahel, they realize that Joab's brother is now dead, and they stop, and they stand still there. And as the men of Israel now gather themselves, they gather at the top of a hill, and they put their armies in array along some of the edges of this hill to protect themselves, that any that want to come up and fight them need to come up the hill and are at a great disadvantage because of the height and because of gravity and because they do not have a strong footing uh, which to try to strike the people of Israel. Abner calls out to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Knowest thou not that it will be bitterness in the latter end? Abner and Joab both know that if they continue this fight, it will cause a much bigger civil war that will bring in all of the rest of the armies of Judah and all of the rest of the people of Israel and will cause much death in all of the nation of Israel. So they leave off of pursuing and Abner and his men go back to Mahanaim to Ishbosheth and Joab and his men took Asahel and all of the men of David that died and go to Hebron and arrive through the night at break of day. Chapter 3 then uh, states that there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. And David and his house at Hebron, they continue to grow stronger and stronger while the house of Saul grows weaker and weaker. And uh, Abner had taken the concubine of Saul, which usually was like a power move to want to take the kingdom. But in this case, uh, Abner was a valiant man. He was a true and honest man. And he was only in love with this woman and wanted to take her to him to wife. But uh, uh, Ishbosheth uh, rejects and rebukes Abner for this. And because of this rebuke, Abner is very angry with Ishbosheth and leaves Ishbosheth and says that he will make David king in Israel. And so, as the Lord hath sworn to David, even so I do to him, he says, to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul and to set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah, from Dan even to Beersheba, from all of the cities of Dan on the eastern side and of the northernmost coast, all to the southern coast and to the western coast. He will help make David king over all of Israel, as the Lord hath sworn to do as well. And so Abner sends messengers, and then he goes and meets with David himself and promises to make a league with him. But on the way, uh, he also takes Michael from Faltiel and brings Michael, David's first wife, to her first husband, David, and presents her to him. So David's wife is restored to him. And he also makes a league with David and promises that he will uh, go and talk to all of the men of Israel and bring them again to make a league with him as well. Now, as he is leaving, he leaves in peace, but... Joab and the men of David come in from the field from uh, a spoil and from a battle that they had been victorious over and bringing all the spoil from that battle in and they realize and they hear that Abner has just left that the leader of the enemy armies of David has just left and left in peace and Joab still has the blood of his brother that he is angry with Abner about he so this blood feud and his this vengeance that he's desiring is now he's seeing slipping out of his fingers when it could have been his to take. And so he sends messengers secretly and brings Abner back to the city. And he and Abishai take him secretly in the gate there. And they stab him under the fifth rib and they kill him there and murder him there. Not in battle, not an honorable fight even, but a secret and subtle death and murder. And so this is a 
uh, sad thing that David is mourning over for a valiant man and a valiant prince over Israel is now dead. A man that he would have set up to be the leader of David's armies as well, to make a league and bring in the rest of the nation peacefully unto him. But now Joab has murdered Abner. And so David has Abner buried in the city of Hebron, and he rends his clothes and weeps when he hears that Abner has been murdered by Joab, the leader of his host. And he tells all of his men to rend their clothes and to weep as well, as they're following after the bier, which is the platform that they carried the dead on, to lead him to uh, his burying place, then David is weeping before this bier, and before the grave, David is continuing to weep and to lament, and he, uh, the people see that he is not even eating dinner, eating any food until the sun falls down, and he makes a vow that he will not touch food, and by all these things, by his show of grief, and by his show of mourning, of not touching food, the people see that this was not of David's doing. He did not have Abner murdered, and everything that David did was right and good in the eyes of all the people. Now, turning to the book of Proverbs, we're going to read from chapter 15, verse 29 and 30 today. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. The Lord is far from the wicked. And so we see that the Lord separates himself from evil and from evil men. Those that do not pursue after the Lord, those that do not trust in him for their salvation, that try to do their own thing, that try to do their own wicked and evil ways, or that do what is right in their own eyes and not what is right in God's eyes, the Lord separates himself from them, and he allows them to choose to separate themselves from God. But he heareth the prayer of the righteous. He is attentive to those that pray after him, that seek after them, that try to do the right thing, and that follow his will. The light of the eyes, that which the eyes is focused on, that which is good and pleasing to the eyes, rejoices the heart. How many times have you had a good family time and a good family, maybe devotion time, or family vacation and family celebration? Or how many times have you gone to church and seen a, a good thing and uh, the praise of the Lord and the worship and the blessings of the Lord and how does it rejoice your heart? And a good report, that good thing. Uh, praise and blessings and report of the blessings of the Lord, it maketh, maketh the bones fat. It gives health to the bones. A good heart, a merry heart, and joy and rejoicing is health to the bones and health to the life. Now let's turn to the book of John. We're going to read from verse, chapter 13, uh, verses 1 through 30. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father hath given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God, and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. 
Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed, neither not uh, save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, uh, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you, before it come that, when it come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit, and testified, and said, Verily, I verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him, that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Here in chapter 13 of the book of John, we see one of the greatest examples of servant leadership, of leadership that uh, puts others first in the entire Bible. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, God himself manifest in the flesh, Lord of lords, master of masters, teacher of teachers, he humbles himself. Having kept on only his inner garments, he now takes a towel and girds himself with this towel that would be used to wash people's feet and to dry them. And he goes around and he washes his own disciples' feet. And this is an amazing show of humility because this type of task, this type of service was reserved for servants and for those that were uh, possibly like bond slaves or those that were of low class and lowest stature. And Jesus is teaching and showing his disciples that what I have done so you should do unto others. Be that servant leader. Be those that are willing to humble yourselves and do the tasks, do the things that need to be done. Do those that others have need of to help wash their own feet. Help others wash their feet. He also teaches them that you call me Lord and Master and you say, well, for so I am. Jesus is proclaiming that he is Lord. He is Master of all. But he has even at that state humbled himself 
itself down to the lowest state as well. And we should be willing, no matter where we are, what position we are, how much we're paid, how much we are doing, how much uh, of a title that we might have, to be willing and able to go down and humble ourselves, just as our Lord did, to do some of those lower tasks, some of those things that we might seem repulsive to us, like uh, maybe cleaning the toilets, doing the mopping, the sweeping, the dishes, doing the things that we would want other people to do and we wouldn't want to do, but our Lord did himself. Jesus also prophesies that the scripture will be fulfilled that he that eateth with me uh, lifteth up his heel against me. Now I tell you, before it come that, when it shall come to pass, or when it is come to pass, ye that may believe that I am he. And so Jesus is prophesying of his own betrayal as well. And so he dips this sop and he gives it to Judas Iscariot. Judas, he also tells that thou doest do quickly. And so he sends him on his way. Judas leaves and he goes to betray the Lord Jesus. Now the devil had put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray the Lord Jesus and to betray him for what he has agreed with the Pharisees and the leaders of the Jews for 30 pieces of silver, also fulfilling a prophecy that the Lord, the Christ, the Messiah, would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. The rest of the disciples thought that maybe Jesus was just telling him to go and buy for the food, the rest of the things that they might need for the rest of the days of the feast. But Jesus knew that he was sending and he was going on his way to betray betray him. And yet, he did not hate him. He did not revile Judas Iscariot or persecute him or rail against him. He simply loved on him and he showed him all the miracles. He showed uh, that he loved him by allowing him to stay with him for those three and a half years as he pursued and as he fulfilled the call of the Father to do his ministry in the world. But still, Judas did not believe, showing that there are some that will choose not to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, not to trust in him as their Messiah. Some will love this world so much that they will not give up their grip on this world and their ability or their pursuit of the things and the treasures and the riches and the gain of this world. Let's be like his true disciples. Let's follow after him in spirit and in truth, trusting in his word and following after him. Thank you, friend, for studying the word of God with me today. I hope it's been a blessing for you. And if you have any praises or prayer requests, please send them to me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. It's uh, the email also in the show's notes. And I will be sure to and love to pray with you for those. Thank you once again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for the next Walk With God podcast.